Hello fellow travellers, welcome back to the Pilari Presents South Africa podcast, which is a podcast that follows my tour of South Africa as a local, and it particularly focuses on cultural heritage tourism in the country. Did y'all miss me? Because I definitely missed you. It's been a minute, it's been a while since I last posted something, and unfortunately, um, it was out of my control. Uh, the events of last week were out of my control. And that's what we'll be discussing in this um, episode. We'll be discussing why um, I was absent, why I didn't post. We'll also be discussing um, some of the changes that might happen this month in terms of the podcast and um another thing we'll be discussing is um the 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 murder news um that have been headlining in south african media um the murder of a german tourist in mpumalanga but we'll get to that towards the end of the episode um, so right now I want to address why I did not post last week. Um, so like I said, it was out of my control and I fought so hard. <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> God knows how hard I fought to not miss um, recording and eventually posting an episode for last week. However, what had happened was, <laughs> um, we have something called load shedding in South Africa. Uh, the fellow locals who are listening will definitely understand what that is. But for the listeners outside of the country who might not know what load shedding is, um, Load shedding is, um, how do I just explain this? So we have problems with our um, electrical system here in South Africa. The company that provides our electricity across the country um, has issues with its systems. Um, I do not know what's up. I do not know if it's a lack of resources and mineral minerals or if it's um a problem with the machinery but um we have these periods where um they have to cut electricity from certain parts of the country or um certain parts of a city at a time so um Usually it's like two hours at a time. So in a day, we'll probably have like um, two hours of electricity gone um, a number of times throughout that day, maybe two or three times a day. It's getting bad. Um, usually it would, it would be something that could be resolved overnight. But the issue that ESCOM that's the name of the company that's providing us um, electricity the issues that they're experiencing seems to be 
very persistent. So we've been having power cuts for many weeks now and we've had it so many times throughout the year. And um, so before that, we'd have like maybe a power cut for a day in a week and then would go back to normal. But lately, it's been going on for days, for weeks, would um, lose out on two hours of electricity um, two to three times a day depending on the schedule it's very complicated to understand but basically that's what low shedding is it's when your area your part of um, the, the the town um, goes without electricity for a certain um, number of hours in in the course of the day um, so that's what's been happening however to add to load shedding there's something now called power failures um i i do not know how that happens but in our case that's what we encountered we had load shedding last week monday but instead of the electricity coming back at the end of those two hours the electricity didn't come back and so um, that was because of a power failure. I think uh, I, I think this load shedding becomes so heavy on the electrical system in the house that um, it fails. The power fails, you know. Appliances are being ruined. You know, this thing does mess up a, th- a lot. So I guess in our case, it had um, messed up our electrical system in the house. And so what was an issue that could have been solved the next day on Tuesday was an issue that um, continued throughout the week. So um, me and my mother went up and down trying to get an electrician or a technician to come to the house and and solve the problem however our government our local municipalities um our service delivery is slow (laughs) to 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 put it in a much more better way our service delivery is very slow and that's why i titled this (laughs) <laughs> this 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 episode anarchy because it feels like there's an absence of government control right um that's that's what i've been feeling like this past few weeks um in my personal life and also in listening and watching the news it just feels like where's the government like oh, oh what's happening in this country um but i do not want to rant <laughs> about the politics of this country i just want to talk about my personal um experience um so um yeah so instead of the electrician coming on a tuesday because our our power failure happened on monday we ended up having them come on Thursday, that's when they could come. Um, so we spent a week without electricity um, because even when they had come on Thursday, 
um, instead of giving us good news and saying, oh, this can be solved like this um, at, at a snap of a finger, um, they, the issue just became much more complicated. So instead of getting our electricity back on Thursday, it eventually came back on Saturday. So the whole week of last week, we literally went back to <laughs> the medieval ages. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, let me say we went through the dark ages. <laughs> we lived on candles, gas stove. Um, yeah, that, that was our experience. So unfortunately, because of that, I, I couldn't record because my appliances were were dead you know i couldn't charge i couldn't do every anything because i was using them on monday thinking that oh two hours later the electricity is going to be back and i'm going to be able to charge but instead <laughs> i was a only able to do that later in the week so that is why i was absent last week so it was genuinely genuinely out of my control um yeah and i'm sorry about that i don't i don't even know why i'm apologizing but i am sorry um i think what i should be sorry for is that i had promised i think in the third episode that i would create a facebook group um which i haven't yet created and had i created that facebook group i would have been able to communicate in the group what is happening and therefore um i won't be able to post an episode and therefore i uh, i wouldn't people would be notified and wouldn't be disappointed by there not being um an episode so unfortunately i haven't gotten to that yet um and let's talk about that a bit um reason being there has been hesitation um i like the idea of having a facebook group but at the same time i'm very hesitant because i i was very i'm very reflective about myself you know uh and one thing i know about myself is that i'm not much of a social media user user like i'm not on instagram i'm on tiktok but the last time i posted on tiktok was in april and i only posted three videos thus far and only in that month alone in april at the beginning of the year uh i used to i still have a facebook account but a personal facebook account but i have deleted the content that i had posted um when i first had facebook so it's just an account there with my name, but it has no content on it. So even on WhatsApp, I'm bad. <laughs> my friends know that if they want to get a hold of me uh, immediately, or if they want to have a conversation with me, if they want to sustain a conversation with me, the best thing to do would be to call um, rather than to message me because I am going to take hours. I might not even get back to you. <laughs> That's how bad I am. There's, I don't know, social media gives me anxiety. Um, I just feel overwhelmed by it. And so um, 
that has been the case with regards to this Facebook group that I had promised y'all I would create, but I still haven't done so. Um, because, you know, I've been questioning myself and thinking, can I do it? Can I um, maintain a Facebook group? Can I be there um, and, and, and be present? in that group so yeah but this week i have realized the necessity of having a facebook group because right now the way this whole podcasting thing happens it's not like social media where people can comment or where you can respond to people's um, comments it's not it's not social it's still a monologue so the the things that help make this more social and more interactive is things like social media. And that's why I want to create a Facebook group to make this podcast more social, to make the, make it more interactive instead of it just being me making a, di- a monologue. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and yeah, just talking about myself. <laughs> um, so it's necessary but I still have to get over my hesitation. Um, I don't want. I do not want to make promises about when that will be. But clearly, it ha- it's something that I need to um deal with urgently because um look at what happened last week, right? You you never you can never predict what's gonna happen in the future. So just to keep an uh an open channel you know outside of this podcast so yeah i'm gonna get to that i'm gonna get to that it's something that i'm really really interested in but it's something that i'm also hesitant about so please be patient with me (laughs) clearly i still have a lot of work to do with my relationship with social media (laughs) so be um uh, patient with me <laughs> and that process that I have to get through um, another thing that I wanted to address is the podcasting schedule um, there are personal changes that are happening in my life that might affect how I, I, I post you know thus far I've been posting weekly every Friday but um Moving forward, especially in this month of October and most likely November, I think I won't be as consistent. I'll still post on Fridays, um, but um, I think I might be posting every two weeks instead of weekly. Um, But we'll see. We'll see how those changes in my life are affecting how my my process with this um podcast my production um process of uh producing this podcast so that is not something that i can discuss with certainty but i just want to make you guys aware that um hey there might be changes and that you shouldn't be surprised if i miss another week of posting but there is definitely going to be more content coming your way um the season is not over yet this season is still gonna end on the 23rd of december of this year 
Um, it's just that um, I have to be flexible. And therefore, the podcast has to be flexible with me. But it's still something that I'm so excited about. And I, I mean it when I say I missed y'all. I missed y'all. Uh, or I missed the podcast. <laughs> ah, okay. So those are the things that I needed to address on my end. Um, another thing that I wanted to address is um, the news that I have been headlining in South Africa. And I think in Germany as well. I read an article where what had happened in Mpumalanga um, is something that was major news in Germany. And for those who do not know, because um, not everybody entertain news, news uh, I know many people, uh, just like how I have hesitations with social media, they have hesitation with news because, you know, news, uh, they're not exciting. <laughs> they're not exciting and it's often bad news. So it might give people anxiety. So people might stay away from the news. So um, for the locals and the internationals that are not aware of what had happened. So earlier this week in Monday, or on Monday, um, a group of German tourists were traveling through Mpumalanga. So they were traveling um, back to their lodge um, near Kruger National Park. And on their way back to their lodge, they were ambushed by a group of robbers, hijackers. Um, and these are robbers or let me call them hijackers, we, we do not know what the intention was behind ambushing these tourists. But what ended up happening is that one of them got shot and killed. So what has been reported is that when, the, when these um, attackers ambushed these tourists, they had instructed them to open the car doors. However, um, the driver instead locked the doors. And when they heard the click of these doors locking, um, one of the, the attackers decided to shoot the driver. And uh, unfortunately, that driver died on the spot. Um, and... somehow managed also in their dying day dying minutes or moments to save the rest of the group because what had happened was the reports say that he had slumped in his seat and i guess he had also uh, stepped on the accelerator and therefore the car drove in reverse and hit a wall and then that crash into the wall um caught the attention of local residents and when they came out to look the the attackers then got into their car and fled the crime scene so that is what had happened on monday and it has rocked south african tourism because south africa i do not know i've never been um to western countries i've only 
when I say I've traveled internationally, that means neighboring countries close to um, South Africa. So I've, I haven't yet, yet gone to other continents. So I, I cannot say with confidence what, you know, countries like America, Germany, and the UK think of South Africa, what their perception is of South Africa. And I, I identify these countries because... Um, statistics say that our international tourism market mostly comes from these countries that I have mentioned. So um, I cannot say with confidence what their perception is. However, I've heard it over and over and over again um, through many sources of information that uh, South Africa is considered to be one of the countries with high crimes so uh or a high crime or high crime rate right what is high crimes <laughs> what i meant was a high crime rate uh, and so um one of the things that ca- discourages people from traveling to south africa is that 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 reputation that high crime rate and and so this incident kind of like affirmed that and therefore stained our tourism industry um because now you know people people are afraid that they're going to come here they're going to be robbed or worse they're going to be killed and therefore they're going to be have to be repatriated back to their country in a coffin who wants that i i wouldn't want that i wouldn't want that for my loved ones i wouldn't want that for anybody so right now as a country we are disappointed we are disappointed in these in these people who um are part of our society and have you know decided to attack people who um have so much confidence in South Africa or had so much confidence in South Africa that they were willing to leave their home, travel many kilometers or miles away to come and invest in our economy. So um, that that does affect our tourism economy because this is headlining news. It's big news. Um, So... I just wanted to to discuss safety issues that you guys could um, uh, consider when planning your trip to South Africa. I hope that this has not discouraged any of you from traveling um, the country because, you know, despite this, you know, I, I, I'm still proud of South Africa, like I had mentioned in my description on last week's episode. Um, I'm still proud of it. Um, I, I will still encourage people to come and travel it because um, I believe it has a lot to offer and I believe in South African people. This is not a representation of who we are. Uh, South African people, you know that mantra, Ubuntu. It's true. It's true. I can say that because um, I've traveled in my own home country and I've went to parts of the country where I knew nobody you know and yet people went out of their way 
to really make me feel comfortable, to not make me feel alone. Um, and I believe that we have more people like that. Um, I believe that South Africa is made up of more people like that rather than people who 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 decide to uh, attack visitors right this is our home why would you attack people coming to our home um so instead of discouraging you uh uh or uh, 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 being pessimistic about our tourism industry i'd rather arm you with um uh tips that you can use to to protect yourself when you, you do decide to travel to south africa um and these include so let me start with the kruger national area so this incident occurred occurred in the numbi area close to the kruger national um area or to the kruger national park so um instead of taking this area because it, it has since been reported that um this uh road i don't know if it's a road or if it's a town but all i know it's called numbi i haven't been to kruger national park yet although my dad says i have but he says i have been there as a child so as an adult i've never been there so i do not know the the area um but what has been reported is that this happened in in a road or in an area that that is named numbi so instead of taking this area, I'd advise you to take alternative routes that help get you to um, the Kruger National Park if you are interested in visiting the Kruger National Park. And this would be the Paul Kruger and Pambeni Gates. So these are the alternative gates or routes that you can take to get to Kruger National Park and therefore you do not have to use Numbi. There are many ways to get to Kruger National Park. Numbi is not the only one. And Numbi has re been reported that it has it has a high crime rate. It's a crime hotspot with concerning levels of crime. Um, apparently, allegedly, right, this is second-hand information that I'm providing. Allegedly, um, there have been a number of tourists that have complained of being followed in this area. And unfortunately, our police service um, has not prioritized that. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't answer why, um, but yeah, out of these 11 case, cases, there's only been two arrests that have been made. So do avoid the Numbi area if you do want to travel to the Kruger National Park. Rather use the Paul Kruger and the Pambeni Gates. Um, other um, measures that you can take to protect yourself... Well, these are measures that have been provided by the Cape Town Central City Improvement District, or in other, also known as CCID. Um, but I still think that these are applicable across the country. This is uh, this is information that relates to the Cape Town area. 
to um, incidents that have happened in the Cape Town area and measures that people can take to uh, to protect themselves from similar incidents. Yet I think that this information is relevant throughout the country. I think not only just South Africa, but any country that has that is considered to have a high crime rate. Um, and these include, so I'm going to read them out. So the first thing you can do is to avoid visibility of valuables such as jewelry, cameras, laptops, and tablets, and rather put them in the boot, boot, car boot, before you start a trip. And you'd think that this is common sense. This tip is common sense. But when I was living in Cape Town, I've seen many tourists walk around with cameras in their hands, um, you know, really identifying themselves as tourists. It really makes you stand out of the crowd. Um, so you'd think that it's a very sensible thing to be like, okay, no, I'm walking in the streets, so I'm going to put my camera in my bag. But no, I've seen many tourists in Cape Town walk around with their cameras, walk around like, you know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like walk around maybe as if they're back home, uh, as if they're not in a part, in a part of the in the part of the world that is completely foreign to them around people who are completely strangers around them so please do ensure that you hide your valuables and before you start a trip um do put um uh your 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 bags of or your valuables in the car boot that's what we do even as locals just going shopping you know just going around the corner uh for groceries you put make sure that the bags that you're gonna leave in the car you put them in the car boot so that when you get to the destination you're not moving your valuables around in front of everybody else therefore showing people that oh i'm leaving something valuable in the car so you do that out of view of the public another tip is to be aware of your surroundings be alert of vehicles or, pe or people following you into a parking area. Um, park in well-lit areas. Use ATMs in well-lit areas and safe places. Make sure you are not followed after a transaction. It's a typical tip. I even do this as a, as a person that is a local. <laughs> so do make sure that you are aware of your surroundings. Um, the third tip is don't carry large sums of money and avoid counting it in the open. Fourth tip, don't pull out your map until you are out of view. Um, it's a similar thing with um, the cameras. This is so you can avoid showing that, oh, I'm a tourist or, oh, I do not know where I'm going. You know, when people who have evil intent see this, you, you become an easier target for them. So if there is any way in which you can avoid showing that you're a tourist, please do so. Um, the fifth tip is when you're driving, only make stops at designated areas such as garages and service stations. A similar thing that I do, especially when I'm traveling solo, I'll never stop on the side of the road. I'm always going to stop at a garage. 
Um, even when you're tired, do not stop in the middle of nowhere on the side of the road. Wait till you get to a garage or a service station and rest there. Use the toilets there. Do not, by all means, do not stop on the side of the road. Um, and the last last tip, um, which um, can be a little bit controversial, <laughs> and this is my tip. <laughs> This is not a tip offered by the the CCID, so <laughs> let's just make that distinction very clear. Next thing you blame, you know, the CCID for this tip. Um, this is my personal tip, um, and I would say that sometimes complying with your attacker's instructions could save your life. So therefore, pay attention to your instincts. Um, and I say this because a couple of years ago, my dad was hijacked and I remember a couple of weeks before the incident happened my dad asked me what would happen if you were in a situation where you were being hijacked and I was like if they have a gun I'm gonna follow the instructions I'm gonna do as they say I'm gonna get out of the car but if they have like a, a knife or a stone I'm just gonna press the accelerator and drive right and unfortunately that is the situation that my dad had found himself in. And I think he remembered that conversation because he did follow his hijacker's um, instructions. When they asked him where the money is, where the bank cards are, what are the pins, he complied. And in the end, it saved his life because they left him there where they had hijacked him. They didn't take him along. They didn't shoot him. So... um. Pay attention to your instincts. If you feel like it's going to save your life, please do so. But if you feel like you have a better chance at fighting or, I don't know, doing something that will save your life, then pay attention to your instincts. That is my instruction. However, um, one thing I can all say is that, you know, we are all scared. Locals as well. Um myself included uh this is just another thing that adds to the fear that i already have as a local tourist uh yeah i'm a south african i'm proud of our destination but i am afraid i do not want to lie every time i think of taking a trip i have to think twice there's so much happening in this country there's gender-based violence um and now this has happened and this is adding on to my own personal experience earlier in the year, uh, the year with regards to Hilary Gadi's abduction and murder. You know, since then, I haven't traveled as much. Um, I've mostly been touring my home city, um, traveling to friends who are in the same province as me. So I've avoided um, traveling solo. Um, but that's not the only reason. Also, it's because soon after that, we went into winter and I do not like traveling in winter because the days are shorter. And, um, yeah, I, I, and it's cold. Who, who wants to travel in the cold? So, but we are all scared. Um, locals as well. You're not alone, but... One thing I hope is that this does not discourage us from traveling. It definitely, although I'm afraid, although I'm thinking twice about planning trips, um, and um, I'm leaning more on 
you know, waiting on my friends than just going. Um, uh, uh, I still am curious about our country. Uh, I still want to travel. I still want to see more things. I'm still proud of this country. And I will still gladly tell anybody, come to South Africa or fellow locals, go see what's around the corner. I will gladly do so. Um, Yeah, but I'm just more cautious now. But yeah, I hope that this does not um, take away from our curiosity in one another. I think South Africa has a lot to offer and I think there are more reasons why one should travel and one should travel South Africa especially than there are why they shouldn't travel South Africa. And the best that I can do is offer an honest opinion about my own travels. Like I said in the previous episode, the most responsible thing I can do as a tourism information provider, is to offer honest information about my experiences. Therefore, not just the glamorous aspects of it, but also the scary, (laughs) the weird and awkward experiences. And that's what I plan to do. That is what I've always planned to do, but that is definitely what I am going to commit to moving forward. But one thing... I am definitely not going to do is let this take away from from my travel experiences and I hope it doesn't do that for you as well. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, Thank you for listening. That's it for today's episode. I will talk to you in the next episode. Goodbye.